On your journey through life, you are the hero. There are times, however, when it is beneficial to have an advisor to guide you along your path. Welcome to the Smart Money Simplified Podcast with Brent Mikosh, Certified Financial Planner, Certified Investment Management Analyst, and Co-Founder of MP Advisors, LLC. In this podcast, we provide you with financial clarity so that you have the tools to live your best life. Listen in as Brent guides you through creative solutions to various financial problems that business professionals, young adults, and retirees commonly face to make their money work. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Smart Money Simplified with Brent Mikash. I'm so excited. Today is Brent's inaugural podcast, his very first one. Brent, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing outstanding. You stole my word, man. I love fantastic. I, I'm doing great. I, I'm uh, I'm excited. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this podcast. I know that you've put this together for educational purposes and, and really reaching an audience that needs to be reached. Uh, but before we get into the educational stuff that you're going to be presenting, we're going to let the audience get to know you. And so audience, this is a two-part podcast, basically. It's all in one podcast, but there's two sections of it. The first part is really uh, asking Brent about his history, uh, kind of what drove him into this field of work. And the, the second half is going to be about personal stuff, kind of some personal questions so you can get to know him as a human being. Brent, you ready? Let's do it. All right. So right off the bat, why did you decide to work in financial services? Tell me just a little bit about your history. Well, my father has actually been in the business since 1969. And one of the stories that he always told me is he was studying for his industry exams when Armstrong was landing on the moon. <laughs> so wow. so I, I grew up with a lot of stories about uh, you know him in the business and the people that he worked with. And as a younger as a younger kid, I spent a lot of time with a lot of the guys in his office. And so, whereas you know finances and stocks and bonds and things like that were, um, it was just part of my life growing up. I remember I used to, uh, you know, mow, I, I had a business where I cut grass and a landscaping business. You know, through into 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 my high school years, and excess money got put away, and I I invested in companies as opposed to just holding it in the bank. Mm. So it's something I was really born with and grew up with. Wow, no kidding. That's great. I uh, had a paper out and I blew all my money on donuts and dumb stuff. So <laughs> I, I blew a lot of money too. I was still I was still in a uh, in in many cases immature young person, but uh, but yeah. I at least was educated on finances at a pretty young age. Yeah, you had some guidance. That's great. Yeah. All right, so who do you work with? And and tell me a little bit about your specialty. Absolutely. We are um, we're an independent office of Raymond James Financial Services. So Raymond James, major S&P 500 company uh, based out of St. Petersburg, Florida. They've got offices, uh, corporate offices around the country, but they also have an independent channel. And that's the, that's the direction that we've chosen to take with the business. It gives us a lot more freedom, a lot more, more flexibility to serve mm-hmm. our clients in the way that we want to. So we're through Raymond James's uh, independent channel. And in terms of the people we work with, we work with clients and, and individuals and in some cases companies where they, they do what they do extremely well. They've been very successful focusing and using their, their life's energy to focus on the things that are going to move their own lives forward. And what they're looking to do is they're looking for you know, an outside advisor to help them clarify some of the issues they may have around the finances. And that's where they call us to help us uh, help us along, help us to help them, I guess, along their path. Yeah. 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 Successful people, I believe, and this is just my opinion, but successful people learn to delegate, right? If you focus on what you know and do well, then the other things that you don't do well or don't like to do, get somebody else to do that because, boy, it, it just launches your trajectory in, in, a, in a way that nothing else can. 
100%. I completely agree with that. I mean, one of the filters that I run most decisions in my own life through in terms of if I'm looking at engaging an outside person, it's what's the benefit of bringing their level of expertise mm-hmm. into the equation, but also what am I saving myself and myself in terms of either time or energy or or even if it's what's distracting me from the main core focus of my life because we've all only got a certain amount of bandwidth. We've got a certain mm-hmm. amount of neurons firing at any one time. And if we're using them on things that aren't quite frankly moving the ball forward, moving our own lives forward efficiently, um, then we may not get where we want to go. So we are really, from a financial standpoint, a lot of the clients we work with, I mean, they're really savvy people. They've been hugely successful in their own lives. They could, quite frankly, they could probably do a lot of the things that we're recommending that they do. But what they want is they want that outside set of eyes. They want an outside mm-hmm. you know, set of ears that they can bounce some ideas across. And they want someone else to, to either reinforce some of the decisions they've made or maybe perhaps nudge them in a different direction if, if, uh, if they're looking at doing something that may not be in the interest of, of what they're trying to achieve in their life moving forward. Yeah, so to get that accomplished, what are you doing for your clients? Well, the first thing is we've got to get to know them really well. Um, I think even when we first engage with somebody and first meet with somebody, there's questions about about finances. But it, what I really want to know is what are the, the key factors? What's the what are the motivations? What's important to them? Who are the stakeholders in their lives? What it, what it, what is it that makes them tick and gets gets them out of bed in the morning? And then at, at that point what we're trying to do is then reinforce that and do everything, at least on the financial side, to make sure that, that the financial piece is taken care of. And, you, and, you, and the financial piece is going to, again, help them move forward in their lives in the direction that they want to go. Kind of a, a no-brainer here. How do you find these clients? How do these clients get to your doorstep? Well, that's that's definitely evolved over time, for sure. I mean, initially, when you get in this business, you know, the goal is to cast, quite frankly, cast a really large net and mm-hmm. meet a lot of people. This is a very social business. Uh, but we're at the point now where, where most of the new clients that we have coming in, they're coming in really one of two ways. They're coming in from the existing client base. And that's probably our, our number one source of new referral business right now. It's, it's people that know us, people that like us people that feel like we've done a good job for them and uh, they're introducing us to people that, that are in their circle. The other thing is other fi- other financial or legal professionals in their lives. So state planning attorney, CPA, those, those people that they were working very closely with, um, these professionals rather they are a lot in many cases introducing us to people uh state planning attorney might have a family that they've worked with for years and years and and this family may have expressed a, an interest in, in maybe taking a new approach and we might get that introduction that type of thing absolutely i know one of the reasons you started this podcast is because you do want to um, educate not only your your current clientele what you do but also the public this this podcast is nationwide and it's going to be heard any everywhere uh you know very soon so what kind of client education do you do besides this it, well really what is money but it's stored energy it really that's what it is mm-hmm. and particularly finances and your investment accounts it's stored energy there's a lot of different ways that you can direct that energy. And so my goal with the podcast moving forward is, yeah, we want to talk about investments. We want to talk about stocks and bonds and cash and all the stuff that make up the core of an investment portfolio. But we also want to bring different ideas to people uh, that they may find interesting. And it could be it could be investing in, in, or what is it like to invest maybe in some of these alternative asset classes moving forward? What are some of the things that in your personal life, maybe even your physical health and things like that, mm-hmm. that very indirectly are going to have 
going to have a result uh, in how how your finances you know move forward. And so the goal with this, from my perspective, is is to not just bring uh, basic financial education out to people. Although I, I do hope that we're able to achieve that to a certain degree, but it's not to talk talk about gross stocks versus value stocks or things like that. But again, an example might be you know what does it look like to have um, a specific asset that that your company is investing in? And we, we're going to be seeking to speak to some great CPAs uh, about some of those types of questions. What is charitable mm-hmm. giving? look like? How does that impact really the family structure? Because quite frankly, there's nothing in many cases that can bring a family together like a unified purpose in terms of contributing to a charity. Um, So there's a lot of things like that that might be a little bit outside the core of what we do in terms of our investments, but are definitely a piece of the financial puzzle in the way that it's impacting people's lives in in a lot of different ways. Now, Brent, you're the voice of the podcast, and and I I get to co-host with you, but I know there's other people that are in the background working with you and working with the clients that you serve. Who's on your team? And can you tell us just a little bit about what they do? Absolutely. We're really fortunate because here in the office, I have Kayla, who is, um, in many cases, she's she's the person that a lot of our clients are dealing with on a day-to-day. All all the people in our office are people that clients are dealing with on a day-to-day basis just in different capacities. Mm -hmm. But uh, Kayla and I have been together for a very long time. She's also a a CFP like myself, and and she's working directly with me in many cases on the investment side and on the meeting side with clients. Um, We also have Andy in our office. And Andy's he is the fan. He, he's the best when it comes to organizing this office and operations, and making sure that 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 our operation here is is operating is is working flawlessly. And if clients need anything done in terms of money movement, in terms of anything that has to do with the accounts, Andy's the guy that get it that gets it done. And Taylor's really the first person that uh, most people talk to when they call. She's uh, she's relatively new with us. She graduated cum laude from USC, and and she's really excited to be in the business. And we're very excited to have her. But she's going to be the first voice that most people hear when they give us a call. My uh, my business partner, Myra, who is in 98, 99% retirement, but she and I still have a, a really close relationship and we work together for years and years very closely. And uh, even though she's out of the day-to-day business at this point, uh, she's a person that still means a ton to me and a person that, that I like to bounce ideas off of and, and just communicate with on a regular basis. And then also, it's really important to mention that, I mean, we've got thousands and thousands of people at Raymond James at the home office, both in St. Petersburg and in Memphis and mm-hmm. up in uh, Michigan and around the country, these back office operational people that are supporting what we do on behalf of our clients. And they're amazing. I mean, I absolutely love the relationship that we have with Raymond James and, and really grateful that they are the people that we're working with uh, on the operational side every single day. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to have a team because again, that's everybody specializes in certain areas and and as a team you guys are getting things done so that's fantastic all right brent as we close out this first half of the podcast um the last question in this part is is kind of deep so i'm gonna i'm gonna have you really really think on this one (laughs) okay i'll do my best all right here we go brent what is if you could if you could define it for me what is your financial philosophy it breaks down to keep it simple and that doesn't mean that the finances themselves are simple, but I think the way that you can both invest and also communicate what you're doing can be simple. I think if there's if there's an issue with my industry, and, and I love the industry that I'm in, I think we do a lot of good for a lot of people. But if there's one issue that I have is, is sometimes it's how what we do is presented to the public. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is this, is we are not, we're not splitting atoms here. We're really not. 
investment investments basically can be broken down into just a handful of things. It's cash. Everybody knows what that is. There's something that's near cash, whether it's treasury bills or something like that. It's a piece of a company, stocks. You, you have ownership in that company and hopefully ownership of a future uh, income stream from that. The fixed income piece is bonds, it's debt, you know, where you are the lender essentially. And then there's stuff, it's real estate, commodities, that type of thing. Everything in the business is really derived from one of those four things. And I, it bugs me sometimes because I think that um, in some cases people in this business can speak in a foreign language or try to make this stuff sound overly complicated where it's really not. So the first thing I would say in terms of our philosophy is this is pretty simple. And I will even say to clients when they come in, I'm not trying to dazzle them with, ter with terminology. I'll say, what we're doing here is pretty basic and boring, quite frankly. You know, we, mm -hmm. we own cash, we buy stocks, we, we, we buy some debt. We might, we might have a little bit in that stuff pile, but that's basically it. And it's how we organize it, which is, which is where the, the real, um, the work of it is. But I would say first, in first case, keep it simple. The second thing I would say is, Keep it as, as financially um, efficient as you can. There's a couple ways you can do that because what we're, there's a lot of people that have their hands in your pocket when you're in this industry, okay? I do for sure through Raymond James. We're charging a fee for our services. But also, those fees can get layered and they, get, they can get very deep if all of a sudden you're, you're now putting in a lot of other additional products in there. Mm -hmm. It's not to say sometimes those products aren't necessary, but there has to be a really good reason to justify using those products. So we can control the fees. So we want to keep it simple. We want to control the fees. The third big thing is what can we do to run these assets in as tax-efficient way as possible? Meaning what that uh, taxes are, are a reality of life. Uh, we're all going to pay them. There's no way around them. But there are some things that you can do either to defer them or to mitigate them to the best extent that you possibly can. And so the philosophy would basically be keep it simple, keep the fee structure under control to the best extent we can. It's getting hard to do that, but keep mm -hmm. the taxes under control. And if that's that, that would really sum up, I think, how it is we approach this business and how we approach managing money for our clients. Yeah, and that uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about taxes in the future because everybody. We will. I've got a couple right good now. topics in mind for that. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> yeah, but, talking about them, and that's definitely going to be a that's going to be a hot topic moving forward for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely, but not for today because now we're going to get into the second part of this one, which is getting to the personal side of things, and and uh, we're leaving taxes out of this next section for sure. You ready? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. So let's keep it simple, just like you said, Brent. When you're not working, what do you do for fun? Oh, right now my time is dominated by my one-year-old daughter and my six, almost oh, seven-year-old son and my wife. And that's, uh, you know, anybody that's, that's got kids running around the house knows what that is like. And so that, that's a, a, a key focus for myself. But I have some other things I like to do as well. Uh, I, we can spend some time on those if you want. It's totally up to you. Yeah. You know, some, I mean, being a parent, uh, yeah, now I'm in the next stage where I'm a grandparent. So they, they take yeah. up a lot of time too, and it's just so much fun. Uh, but besides the kids, what else? Give me one more thing that you're doing for fun. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm really into anything outdoors. I love to trail run. I love to ski. I love to hike. It's really nice. fun now because my, my son's at that age where he can, he can do that with me and he absolutely mm -hmm. loves it. I mean, we'll, we make sure we get out there camping pretty regularly and do those type of things. Um, my wife and I, we, we, we love to travel. We love to, to explore new places. And this year has been great because we're getting back out at least uh, domestically doing a lot of that again. Mm -hmm. Um, also pilot, so uh, I do oh, wow. uh, not as much, yeah, not as much flying as as I would like. But I'm, I'm probably every every week, week and a half or so, I'm up in an airplane flying around, at least here around uh, the Southwest. So that's a lot of fun, and that that's a real passion for me. I, I love av I always I could read about aviation, and not just fly the airplanes and things like that, but read about the history of the airplanes and the history wow. of aviation, and that's just an area that that I'm really really passionate about. Um, 
And then I'm a really bad guitar player, but I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that'll be its entire podcast of itself later I on, will too. Not, I, I will not subject the listening audience to me trying to trying to crank out a song. But, but I right. start, I'll tell you, I started that. I, w- I will add one more comment on that. I started that later in life. It was something that I always wanted to do. And uh, it's only been about three, no, two and a half, three years now that I've been playing. But there, every single day, uh, I will absolutely pick up that guitar. And it's amazing. It's a small, it's a small little efforts over time that add up. And, and I'm still not very good, but at least I can hack my way through a couple songs. There so, you go. So it's a lot of fun. It's all about the little, little, little bits of time add up. You're right. All right. Next question. Brent, if you had to name one, who's your hero? This is going to sound almost default or cliche, but uh, but I, w- I would have said before I had children, I would say my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that I've had children, I would definitely emphatically say my father. Uh, and, and the reason for that is, and I would include both my parents in, in this for sure, but the reason for that is, you know, you have this idea, at least as, as a child, that... Um, that your parents weren't people before they were your parents. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there wasn't these whole separate lives that existed before then. And now, as, as I've had my own children, I would do anything, anything in the world for them. And you, you realize, you look back, and you see that degree of commitment that yeah. uh, that your parents had with you growing up, and you didn't recognize. I, I know I didn't. I did not recognize at the time the sacrifices that were made to to, to try to. Uh, advance my life and make good decisions around my life and you, you do definitely see it as you get older and so i would i would say for sure it, it would be both of my parents but as a male you look toward a, real, a male role model mm-hmm. model excuse me so i've got to say my father on that yeah that's fantastic mm-hmm. all right you wake up tomorrow morning and you've got uh, let's just say about five trillion dollars in your bank account it's a good what number. I like that number. There you go. Five trillion. <laughs> yeah. Anybody like yeah. that number. But uh, what would you do? If you had all the money you ever needed, what would you do? I would, I would still be in this business. I would just be my biggest client. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, but I would. I've thought about that. I mean, I'm not, put it this way, the, the math side of me, and I'm, I, I really defer to the math a lot in my own life. Like, what are probabilities of things? And I, I, it drives my wife crazy because I, I think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when, when the Mega Millions or the Powerball or any of those giant lotteries get big, I'm not a regular lotto player. But, you know, if we're talking like you know, $500 million and I'm in the supermarket, I will buy a ticket for that because mm-hmm. it's, kind of, it's kind of fun to think about what the outcome would be but the every time i've got that i've had that question okay you, you the off chance you win this thing what do you do and the answer is i keep my business i keep doing what i'm doing i'm just you know I'm, it's more of a family office at that point than than anything else but but was still working with people that i love to work with and i, I wouldn't the, all the money that I, that I could possibly have flowing to me would not have me give up this business because i look at i look at this business as the degree that we are that we are working with people in an area of their lives that is so deep and valuable and significant and really impacts everything. It's, it's very humbling, but it's also hugely rewarding. And these are relationships that I've built with people now over, you know, a really long time. I'm not going to give those relationships up. So I would keep doing what I'm doing. What is one thing that you recommend most to clients, family, or friends? And we're talking anything. It could be a pizza topping. It could be a book, anything. That's a really good one. Cause they're all such different topics. Um, the number one, I think one of the number one rules for success in anything, and I'm going to quote like Ray Dalio here and David Goggins, which are two really different characters, but, but the, the number one premise is accept reality. And you can, you can wish that something was different, uh, but you have to accept reality. You have to accept mm. where things are right now before you can do anything meaningful. And, um, and I'd always kind of felt that. I could never really articulate it, but then Ray Dalio is a you know, great hedge fund manager. He had a book that came out a couple of years ago, and that was his number one rule of life. 
on David Goggins, ex Navy SEAL, the guy's a physical monster. I mean, he's a he's a he's a heck of a motivator, but again, a, a, an extremely tough guy that's had his own share of, of hardships. But his number one rule, also, I'm paraphrasing, but is accept reality, and that's the thing. I think that we can we can spend a lot of time, and, and I'm guilty of doing it occasionally too. But we can spend a ton of time focused on, wow, I wish this was this way, or I wish mm-hmm. the world was this way. And I know in my business, I've got a lot of peers in my business that that I love chatting with and talking to, and and when the markets get dicey as they do we can be oh man i wish that this wasn't happening right now but it's happening so we got to accept reality this is where we're at and if you accept reality i keep reiterating that then then you can move forward then you can make decisions based on based on where you're at and not not an imagination or dream of where they actually are so that'd be my number one rule with life i think all right all right now this is one of my favorite questions to ask a lot of people what is one thing that most people don't know about you that's you know i that's a tough one that's that's a real tough one i would say and my wife can tell me this too so i I think this is probably accurate sometimes i can i can i can seem to be very um maybe maybe not emotional on the surface you know, um, mm-hmm. but but there, but but there's a lot. Of, but usually, it's because I'm I'm trying to maybe I'm trying to analyze the situation. But I'd say the emotions probably in me uh, run a lot deeper than most people would think. Mm. Um, but that's you know, and even this is going to sound corny as as I'll get out when I tell you the story. But it's totally true. You know, I spent before I got into this business in 2007. I got in this business. I was uh, I was a trader on Wall Street for in excess of 10 years and so we were trading you know in excess it was old, it was on the floor of the new york stock exchange i was a member of the exchange i was a specialist trader and it sounds cheesy but the guys I used to work with used to occasionally call me Iceman because they didn't know if i was long short i'm making money <laughs> losing money whatever and and it would all it would kind of annoy me when they did because i'm like oh come on guys can we get any more cliche than that but there's there's a lot more emotion probably happening under the surface than people would think i don't know if that's a good answer for you or not there's not there's not really a fact that uh <laughs> i can throw out there like i was born in you know some obscure country or something like that but, but that, that that might maybe that i don't know if that's a good answer or not eric but that's that's the answer i got yeah well no i, I it resonates with me because my wife is uh is one that can take a problem and she can she can compartmentalize it a lot of times and she can you know yeah. deal with it and then she's you know at nighttime she's fast asleep and i'm churning and i'm churning on something and i'm i'm looking at it from every angle now most people probably already know that about me but i what you said resonates with me right it's it's, yeah. it's there's more emotion under the surface that maybe people see there's more going on there i'm not deer in the headlights i'm concentrating on you know unpacking something and repacking it and unpacking it again from a different angle so i get it i totally get it i think that's a great answer and that's actually one of the reasons, quite frankly, among many, but one of the reasons I married my wife, because my wife is a major, she's a big time communicator and she'll go mm. wait, like I can walk in the door and she can know if something's going on or not. And I'm not going to, we're not going to get to bedtime and, unless, <laughs> unless that comes out. I mean, mm-hmm. she's going to make sure that, 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 uh, that I'm communicating, you know, with her things that, things that may be, uh, you know, working below the, below the surface that I'm trying to, to get through myself. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, and uh, you know now this this next question runs right into it, and this is one of our last ones. Um, oftentimes, we do lose focus, right? It, it's it's not easy to to live life and not have those moments where we're losing some focus, or you know the the market's down and people start to get worried and concerned, or, or something's going on within our family, and and it can really distract us a lot of times. Is there something that you say? Is there a mantra or a motto or something that? you say to yourself, whether internally or maybe you say it out loud, that helps keep you focused and back on track? Yeah, I think that um, you know, this, this too will pass uh, in the sense that 
the the issues that we're dealing with I, I know I look back and issues that that I might have been been dealing with five years ten years ago 15 20 years ago they do pass you know, they do pass and things do move forward and so and so the problems for the most part uh, not all of them I mean some of them some of them can be really serious and significant issues but the day-to-day stuff can tend to be very temporary and so what I try to do is, is um, you know, recognize, okay, this is where we are right now. Again, accept reality. Here's where we are right now. But, but once you sort of accepted that, try not to let that get in the way of enjoying that time with your kids or, or, mm-hmm. or enjoying a beautiful sunset or living the life that, that you have right now. Um, I think, and I, but I'm also a big believer. I think that our time here, um, you know, our, our time here. I think this is a giant. My philosophy on life. I don't know if we we're going to go that deep, but I think this we're here to have a a giant learning and living experience. And um, the in many cases, um, again, as long as it's not permanent, but the bad stuff can be as much of a learning and living experience as the good stuff. And without the bad stuff, when the great stuff comes along, you have context for it. Again, I don't always, I'm not always successful in applying that in my own life, but I try to con- continually revert back to that way of thinking. All right. Well, as we wrap up the podcast today, you've got the attention of a lot of people. This podcast is nationwide, like I said earlier. Let me ask you, it's kind of a two-parter here. Sure. Who should be listening to this podcast and give us kind of a sneak preview of some of the things that are coming up that people are going to hear? Absolutely. I think that the, the person that might find some interest in some of the topics that I'm looking forward to addressing is someone that, that views you know, their, their life as kind of a measure of art where you know, you're, if you're getting up every day and you're, and you're looking at your life and saying, how can I make this more beautiful? Let's be honest, we're on an economic planet. Money helps you do that. You know? so, so I think you need to have um, a guide that's there with you that can help, that can help maybe give you some ideas or, or give you some perspective on, on ways you might be using that stored energy to, to in many cases, make, the, make your life or the, or the people around you or maybe even your the community that you're with at large make do their, do your best to make that life more beautiful. The second the, the second uh, person that should be listening to it is again people have had a, a good degree of success uh, in their own lives and and they're looking for a resource, looking for for a team that they can rely upon to to give them a second opinion uh, or also at least offload some of that some of those financial decision making aspects around around the investment piece of course that that they feel will will help uh, again help them to use the energy they have to free up bandwidth to, to do what they can to move their own ball forward in terms of topics moving forward you know again i think that finance for me is a huge big topic because i think it impacts everything like i just said we're on an economic planet you the, the money that you have it will directly impact your health or it can directly impact your health it can i won't say it will buy happiness because it certainly won't do that but can it, but it can allow you to have more experiences that might add to the happiness mm-hmm. of yourself or the people around you so so, so the topics are going to be around some of those ideas. I, I do want to dive into some of the, I guess, exciting you know topics that that are being discussed right now around cryptocurrencies and around uh, you know some of the inflation concerns and around you know global economics. I mean, I do find that stuff very interesting and fascinating. Um, in fact, I think one of the first ones that we're going to do is is going to be with a good good friend of mine that actually runs uh, a brokerage firm, believe it or not, over in Bangladesh. And we're going to talk about India and China and Bangladesh mm. and just what the what the emerging world is looking like right now. And he's he's probably going to be one of my first guests. Wow. But I also want to talk about health in your finances. I want to talk about charitable giving in terms of what you can do to make these dollars do two things, which are both awesome. Bring your family together 
because the, if, if the family, particularly the next generation, has a unified vision of what this money can do for the world, mm-hmm. that can really tighten up families and, 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 uh, and help them to succeed on a really personal level. Health and finances. And, and uh, if you're a business owner that has maybe questions about, you know, as a pilot, if you have an airplane for business, what are some of the tax ramifications? Those are, those are the kinds of issues that we want to dive into. But I'm super excited to do this. I mean, both for hopefully we, we're adding an, an education component where we can answer some questions that people are curious about. But for me, I'm just excited to have these conversations with you and with the guests that we have on. I think it's going to be fantastic to yeah. use that word again. <laughs> it's good. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. All right. And for those that are listening, that are thinking, well, geez, I'd, I'd like to uh, talk to, to Brent before we even you know continue on this podcast. I don't want to wait two weeks for another podcast to come out. Um, we're going to be giving contact information pretty much on most podcasts. Uh, there's always going to be the ability to, to find the contact information where you found the podcast, so that's not a big deal. Uh, but for those that don't want to wait, Brent, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, the, I mean, our phone number here at the office is 602-255-0555. Again, 602-255-0555. Uh, my email is uh, Brent, B-R-E-N-T dot Mikosh, M-E-K-O-S-H at RaymondJames.com. Uh, we're also found online at uh, mpadvisorsaz.com or smartmoneysimplified.com. You'll find us online that way. Brent, thank you so much for your time. And again, thank you for letting me be a small part of this podcast. I'm, I'm really looking forward to learning from you and learning more about you. I'm excited to do this with you. And thank you for thank you for joining us on this on this journey. I guess what I'm looking for is just have a great journey with everyone that's going to come along for come along with us for the ride. It should be fun. And of course, our last thank you is going to go to you, the listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Smart Money Simplified podcast with Brent Mikosh. If you've not subscribed to the podcast yet, which I know you haven't because this is the very first one, go ahead and click the subscribe button. That would be great. This way, when Brent comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family as well. Again, thank you so much for listening. For everyone at MP Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Money Simplified Podcast. Have any questions about topics covered during the show? Visit www.smartmoneysimplified.com or give us a call at 602-255-0555. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available.